Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Double Hop Beat. We're taking the pulse of the brewing and home brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we are joined by Bradley, a.k.a. the Portly a Gentleman. Portly Gentleman. A home brewer from California. But before we get into that interview, James, want to give us an update on what's been going on? Well, I, first off, uh, we hope everyone's had a safe and Good Thanksgiving if you celebrate yeah. it. Uh, Happy holiday season. At least here in the States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some expats out there that celebrate other places. Yeah, that, that's so. very true. I guess that's All true. All over the world, it's celebrated. And I hope you are celebrating Thanksgiving, not only with close loved ones in a safe manner, but with also your favorite craft beer or your homebrew. So I actually still got to enjoy the last of... Uh, Chainsaw Brewing, mm-hmm. Robbie's pumpkin beer that he had sent over for Shannon. So yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. Good holiday. On to the next one, as we say. <laughs> on to the on next to one. On to the next one. Or if I'm quoting Bill Belichick, we're on oh, to Christmas. God. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, great, those Patriot fans out there. How's it feel, they're all saying. How's yeah. it feel to yeah. have a losing record? And something else we've been up to just, you know, because of the pandemic and everything, we have been quarantining, we've been trying to stay at home as much as possible, but we also do want to celebrate those local businesses Mm -hmm. and keep them in business because they're struggling as well. And I think the important thing with craft breweries right now is the ones that are really doing everything right and making it so that if you feel that you can go out safely and you are willing to go out, that they provide an environment that is welcoming and safe for you to have that brewery experience and not have to feel that, you know, your life is literally in jeopardy because Mm -hmm. you're entering their space. And so we got to check out uh, Lashu Brewing, one of our favorite breweries, of course, (laughs) uh, local to us. So we wanted to make sure we supported them. And they actually had invited us out for a little sneak peek of their new area that could be doing indoors. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what you were like, your eyes were like glistening yeah. when we entered this space. And I think that's really one of the, well, I think you've had good times at breweries before. Yeah. But I think like the atmosphere of this was just right up your alley. Yes. You know, it's been it's been tough not being in our own place and around the holidays, not being able to get that, you know, Christmas or wintry feeling. So we were excited to check this out, and it definitely has all the vibes. It so has I don't all, want to give away too much because we might be talking got, about it got, later. Yeah, so. it's got all the vibes and more. It's like you can just get lost there. It's mm-hmm. like no one, like no one was around us. Like it was incredible. Yeah, it, it was like a little private. Like, get away. It was like, if you could bring the outdoors in kind yes. of vibe. Yeah. So stay tuned to hear more about that. And and not only that, but they had some amazing new beers that we will be talking yes. about as well. Um, that was actually one of my favorites of all time. Dun, dun, dun. I am most excited about this week, James, is that we finally moved. Oh, my Yay! God. Yes. What a long process You've that was. you heard us talking about it for about six months now, so... We want to do a big shout out uh, to my in-laws and Shannon's parents, uh, Beth and Brian, for hosting us since uh, June. So uh, kudos to, thanks, Beth and Brian. We appreciate it. And I know you listen to the show, so cheers. Holla. Holla. (laughs) Shout out. 
So yeah, we're excited to finally be in our new house and get things all situated. And James has got not his brewing's not set up yet, but he's got it all all the components. Just gotta arrange it. And yeah, you know, it it's interesting. Like you think you have what your ideal brewing setup is going to be in your head, and then you just come across the logistics of where is the electrical going. Uh, where am I going to get water? Or is like we talked to Bradley about, do you have a sink where you can like wash, easily wash your equipment out and do your CIPs and everything? But luckily in our new house, you know, we have nothing but woods behind us and a nice couple windows in the basement where I'll be brewing. And so I think we're going to come up with some pretty clever ways of reusing water and also about just using local ingredients as best we can. So we're Mm -hmm. still trying to figure that out, I guess, in the pandemic. So it's definitely been a challenge here on the East Coast getting fresh ingredients. I don't know what it's like in your area. Uh, Let us know on our Instagram what home brewing is like for you. But we're super Mm -hmm. excited uh, to have Bradley here with us. Yeah. Welcome, Bradley. Thank you so much. And so, Bradley, uh, you have an awesome Instagram page. And for those listeners out there, uh, what's your homebrewer name i guess for your your homebrews uh portly gentleman actually is the uh the, the official name and, and also that is your instagram tag as well correct yes awesome so why don't you tell us uh, how, what got you into homebrewing you know it's actually i've been a home, i think i've brewed for about five years now and uh, originally started um it was probably about this time of the year, actually. And I, I wanted to ferment something I didn't know what. So the first thing I ever kind of fermented or brewed was I tried to make a hard cider. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and that's where, that's where I started. Uh, you know, just bought some, some jugs of gallon jugs of cider at, at Whole Foods because it's like a little carboy or whatever, the demijohn they call it. I don't know. And uh, that's, that's kind of where it started. And, yeah. So uh, you didn't. So you didn't start how you know, like how I started in other homebrewers with a kit. You just went, went for, went for it, right? Yeah, no, literally, I, I went and uh, bought some yeast on Amazon as well as like an airlock and did a little bit of research and just dumped it in there and waited to see what happened. You know, I, I read a ton of stuff, uh, watched some content on YouTube uh, around it, and just kind of jumped right in that way. Yeah, I think uh, YouTube is one of those amazing things today that. You can learn so much from other people's experiences. Uh, exactly. So, how did that come out? Um, not good. So, <laughs> I think that sums up ninety nine percent of people's first home brewing experience, don't you think? Yeah, th- th- that's what I hear. Um, you know, at the place I was, I was living at the time was like a hundred years old, and it, it's pretty warm here, e- even in the fall. Um, so, temperature control. Obviously, I didn't even really realize what that was about. So the stuff got warm and it just, yeah, it, it was never quite right. Let's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And so what have you been brewing recently? Um, so recently I just did a, a, a double IPA uh, that was for my, uh, my father re- requested one. Um, so I, I'm not really a big IPA fan, although if you give me some, 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 uh, some Pliny or something else, uh, that's like, you know, really good. I'm going to drink it, you know, and, and never complain, obviously. So you're not um, one to turn down beers, what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, not one to turn down beers. And I can tell you that I'm not an IPA fan, but I'll also, if there's a really good one, I can drink it and enjoy it and be, you know, completely happy too, if, if that makes sense. 
Right. So what what styles do you then prefer to brew? Uh, I assume ones that you enjoy to drink as well, right? Correct. Yeah. So uh, a, a lot of lager styles. I used to do some Belgians, very large ones. I haven't messed with that in a while. I've been more just uh, lagers, uh, messing with some stouts and just some more traditional stuff, just trying to really explore everything as best I can. And so how many years now did you say you've been home brewing? Uh, probably about five. About five. Okay. Yeah. That's about pretty much what I, I think where I'm at right now too. Five years. Yeah. So what's your, what's your setup like for those, uh, listeners who haven't seen your Instagram page yet? Um, and um go ahead. So I, I, I brew on a brew tools B80 pro. Um, that's kind of like the, I don't know. It's probably the, the shiniest, hottest, uh, all-in-one system out there from Norway. It's, it's all designed there. Um, it, it's just like, uh, think of like whatever a grandfather is or a Bruzilla or, uh, you know, the, it's, it's very much like those, but it's just turned all the way up to like 11. Yeah. I, I would say that's like an understatement, <laughs> I, I would, especially your setup. Uh, you've definitely been like most homebrewers, very hands-on with, improving your system, making modifications. So what was like your biggest modification that you've done on your system? Uh, so, so the system itself, um, you know, so the, the, the main reason why I decided I wanted to go with brew tools was because I wanted to be part of a, a, a community, right. And that they definitely have that going on and their system is really upgradable and modular. Uh, you got to pay for it, all the pieces, but you can basically, customize things to your heart's content. Um, so th that's kind of my aspect, but the biggest upgrade of the system. I mean, I, I have lots of three-way valves and I have all the uh, bells and whistles and all the toys, you know, uh, it's, it's the, the biggest one would be hard to say. Honestly. Yeah. yeah I, I think, uh, that's great. Uh, from the brew tools that I've seen, it just seems like every homebrewer can customize, how, get it, you know, as expensive as you want or as, you know, reasonable as you want. Yeah. No, if you wanted a setup that's, say, very basic, like a, like a spike solo might be, then that's extremely doable. If you want to go, you know, say six months down the road and add more and add more, you uh, definitely can. So it's, it's really cool in that aspect. And uh, I think one of the coolest things that I saw um, that was just a great idea that I don't, I think you made it yourself was the light for the inside. So you can actually see what's going on inside. Yeah, no, I definitely did make that myself. Um, it was a fun little project. Well, number one, because I'm also making some content for YouTube. So it's really good if you can actually show the people what you're doing. So it's, it's gotta be light, but then, you know, if, if just for me, it's really cool to be able to see what's going on inside there. Um, cause I'm using a, a, a steam condenser and a whole, uh, a special lid that sits on top to help condense all that steam. And it makes it hard to see inside once you're boiling. Now, because you didn't have a hood, um, before the steam condenser, did you, or I actually did. Um, okay. I, I did have a, a, a rather large, like, uh, I think my, my hood moves like a, a thousand CFMs. And it, it's uh, it's definitely serious, but just all the people using the steam condensers, and there's a lot of advantages. You're able to boil with uh, significantly less power, so that means that you may not caramelize, say that you know the the the, the uh, sugars in there quite as much. So you might be able to extract a little bit cleaner flavor, you know, depending on the style that you're brewing. The styles I brew that really matters. 
and it really helps with you know uh, boil off uh, for sure. So I, I switched over to that steam condenser, and honestly, I love it. It's it's the only way to go if you if you have the option. Now, is that steam condenser available for it to be used, kind of retrofit into other systems, or it's just made designed for the brew tools um, system? No, I mean you. I think it's a it's a two inch uh, tri clamp, and they use a four inch to two inch uh, flange. So you can pretty much put it on anything, or a lot of other people make them as well. Yeah, I think the the biggest uh, feedback that we've gotten as far as people using steam condensers, they're using the spike condenser lid yes. on their systems because they can just it's easy. They just put their lid on and they're ready to go, kind of out of box. Um, yeah, exactly. Have you had any experience with any spike gear or know anybody that um, has used it to kind of compare with your brew tools? Um, so I, I've actually got my hands on a, uh, CF 15 right now. And, uh, it's not really out there yet. I haven't put it out there, but I, I've got one. So I don't have any, uh, I've handled like a, uh, spike, um, like, uh, their uh, brew kettle before. I don't know what one, uh, but you know, I've not extensively brewed on it, but I, I do have a CF 15 sitting around the house at the moment. Oh, or, so, excuse yeah, me, uh, CF 10. Yeah, 10, sorry. Because are your typical batch sizes 10 gallons, or what's your typical batch that you um, do? Yeah, so I, I usually um, put about 12 or 11 gallons. Uh, yeah, so somewhere around there. Have you tried doing like spe any specialized batches even below that, or that's kind of like at yeah, minimum no, it's not worth doing if you're not doing no, 10 gallons? Uh, um, just from my uh, time standpoint and the fact that, like I mentioned earlier, my, my, my dad has a kegerator. So uh, I do enjoy uh, just giving him beer. My my parents seem to like it, and you know, and that way more people are able to try it, which is cool. Um, so in, in my setup, I, I, you you can easily do a a five gallon batch. But just uh, for me, time wise, it's just easier to make ten. I don't know why. I just like it. Awesome. Your family has a kegerator, or you have a kegerator? Uh, oh, I have many. Uh, but like I said, uh, my my uh, dad requested a double IPA. So I'm constantly giving them kegs of beer. You okay, know, I so usually I'll, I'll, I'll give them, you know, like if, if if I do 10 gallons, I'll give them five almost always. Gotcha. And do they make a lot of special requests or do you just say this is what you get? And you don't get upset? No, it's, yeah, it's, it's typically dealer's choice. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't have any requests to make uh, Coors Light uh, clones or um, Bud yeah. Light clones? Not yet. I mean, it might be interesting to... Uh, to a try it, you know what I mean? But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my response. Yeah, no. You can go to the store for that. <laughs> what is your favorite type of beer to make? Um, that's honestly, I can't answer that question. I think that's, um, I think that's like the you know when a politician's asked you know what you feel <laughs> in a certain topic for home brewers because we can't just say one thing because then we're kind of pigeon held into that stigma for the rest of your life right yeah no i mean I, i'm definitely a big fan of uh, german styles of beer i, I really like them uh, i think that at least for me they're a little more uh, nuanced maybe and, and harder to pull off sometimes um they, they've actually given me the most trouble so I think that's maybe why I like them, but I like lots of beer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> that was more the challenge than anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
And for, so for your brewing ingredients, um, is there a favorite like what website that you go to to order or do you have a homebrew shop near you or? Uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, there's a local homebrew shop that's really, really awesome. And they typically have almost everything I want. So I try and, you know, buy as much from them as, as I can usually. What's the hardest ingredient for you to get right now that you desperately want or need for a future brew? Uh, nothing, man. I, I live in Southern <laughs> California and uh, the, the, the homebrew shops, Simi Valley Homebrew literally has everything. They have, they have everything. It's, uh, I'm extremely lucky to be able to go in there and get whatever I want or, you know, ask them and within a week I can have it. So it's, it's pretty great. That's great. Yeah. I think right now the issue we're running into uh, not only being in a pandemic, but just on the East Coast in general, it seems like getting any kind of brewing ingredients mm -hmm. is getting harder and harder. And so we have to go on, you know, websites that are, you know, in Minnesota or, you know, across the country. And then it's just like, okay, what am I doing here? Yeah, a lot of the local yeah. shops have closed down, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. And I think a couple of them actually closed before. before yeah, the right before the started, big, so. big spike started. Yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're losing them right and left. That's horrible. Yeah. That's that's really unfortunate, actually. Yeah. And so, Bradley, other than home brewing, do you like to go to, I imagine, breweries as well in your area? Uh, obviously not so much now, um, but I, I, I do go to a couple local breweries around here. Um, one is uh, Integrin Brewing Company there in Moore Park, which is close to me. They do all, like, uh, they're pretty hardcore uh, German styles, so obviously that's right up my alley. <laughs> and uh, I, I've been known to frequent that place, that's for sure. Right on. So I bet you love Oktoberfest with all the German styles. I think that's like the one time that's kind of like everyone has like German, their take on a German style during that time of year, which is great. But do you find that, you know, you might lose some of that authenticity of true German beers? Uh, you know, uh, maybe, but I I'm not that hardcore about it. I mean, if, if someone's made a beer, then as long as it's a, a good beer, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> now, if if you were to hand me something that's like crazy hazy and tell me that it's a Pilsner, I'll be like, no. it might be a Pilsner in a month. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like turbid now. But yeah. I think other than that, I, I'm not that regimented in anything that, that I do, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's like definitely great that, you know, I think that's a, one of the differences that craft beer drinkers now that don't homebrew are starting to understand of maybe I shouldn't be so critical of other people's beer. You know, if it's good, then it's good. Like if you don't like it, that's personal preference. Exactly. It's, it's a lot of the stuff I do. And you know, some of the beers that I've made recipes that there'll be things in there that I may like, but other people don't. And well, I, I'm the one that's brewing it and I'm not selling it so I can do whatever I want. That's the beauty of homebrewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and so with Black Friday that happened and Cyber Monday, was there anything that you had to jump on or anything that your wife was like, oh, I have a great gift idea for Bradley this year? Um, actually, my, my wife will tell you that I'm impossible to buy things for because typically if it's something that I want, uh, we're fortunate enough, I can just go out and get it most of the times. Sounds familiar. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's not really a problem. But Black Friday, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I, I saw some some pretty deep discounts out there on some stuff that, you know, only comes on sale once a year, uh, which I have mixed feelings about, you know, but I'm not running those companies. So 
uh, as long as everyone knows that if they want certain products uh, and that they want to save, you know, a couple bucks, wait until uh, Black Friday, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. See, I run into that problem, but the problem is more that James says he wants something and he's too impatient to wait for it. So <laughs> I would agree. It's, it's, it, you might as well just, you just jump it. the gun or you miss out. <laughs> Pull the I'm trigger, like, man. I mean, yeah. Christmas is coming up. Your birthday's coming up. You gotta wait. Yeah, it's like, gotta I wait. can't wait. <laughs> Struggle's real. Yeah. It's a good struggle to have though. <laughs> yes, definitely. If you're on the receiving end, if you're, if you're not the one where, uh, the brewing equipment's used for, um, <laughs> Something else. If you're but, the person trying to get someone else a gift. It's very frustrating. <laughs> I, I, I could definitely imagine that it would be. Yeah, it's funny, Bradley. We just uh, we had a debate on whether automated brewing systems or you know the manual systems that you have to enter the you know put the ingredients and do anything like the brew tools. And so I got Shannon the uh, Pico Brew C. Okay. It, yeah. Which is like there. It's like a kitchen appliance of. Or brewing where you basically just put in the ingredients hit the button to whatever your recipe is and it does all the mash steps and everything for you mm-hmm. I haven't tried it out yet I haven't had a chance because we just got into our house but we we're planning to do a brew off yeah. yeah no i'm actually um so my system is extremely capable of being very automated mm-hmm. and i truthfully don't use those features it, not that they don't work well that they work great but I uh, really like to to do it myself. I, I like to set multiple timers because I'm kind of a freak, <laughs> um, and you know I, I don't fully trust uh, Brewfather, e- even though it's never failed me. But I always set like a, a digital timer, you know, s- somewhere mm-hmm. aside, just so stuff doesn't get messed up. But I'm truthfully super interested in some of those smaller um, kind of very automatic systems. I think it's really cool in anything that makes you know, gets people brewing beer and makes it easier if people don't have the time, I think is, is badass, to be honest. Yeah, I think one of the main things that benefits that it has is, like you said, like, if you don't have the time to really, you know, be manipulating valves and everything else and putting the mash steps and keeping track of timers, you can just go ahead and that's kind of like a system that you can still be a home brewer and still brew and get to you know have a hobby but you know it suits you better i think i'm excited exactly because it i can make what i want to make and it's a smaller batch of beer so i can drink it all by myself <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess she's drinking all the beer then <laughs> she thinks mine's terrible so she doesn't I drink don't, mine anyway. I don't. i'm just kidding i'm just not a fan of a lot of the styles that you brew so yeah, you, you're more you're more into like sours and pumpkin beers and yeah, what else? I've been getting more into IPAs, but I I definitely tend towards the fruity beers. Have so. you guys played with uh, Philly sour yet? No. You, if, if if you get a chance, I really recommend you you get a hold of that yeast. Um, it, it's it's awesome. Any anyone that's tried it, I think, will maybe have the same opinion. But it, it's it's really cool. If if you want a sour beer that doesn't uh, risk uh, bacteria in your you know a cold side yeah. geared or whatever, it's and it versus a, a a kettle sour to me always just seemed like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> the uh, kettle waits for no one is my understanding, and that just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I've heard like absolute horror stories of home brewers where they 
don't know the kind of sours they were brewing and then they ended up being like the wild kind that just took over their entire brewery and contaminated yeah. all their equipment. So they had to get new equipment because it was like, all right, I guess this is dedicated sours now. That, that sounds horrible, but very possible. <laughs> and I go, are you sure it just wasn't what you told your wife or partner to get all new brewing equipment? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ruined. I can't use it. I can only use it for oh, sours. Darn. But so uh, for a sneak peek for those uh, listeners who are going to jump on YouTube and your Instagram page, what do you kind of have in the mix coming up? Uh, what kind of stuff you got going on? Um, so in the mix, well, I just dropped a video today. Um, I, uh, I put a sink in my garage slash brewery, although now it's pretty much just a brewery and a YouTube studio. Um, and that was kind of a, a fun project because I, uh, you know, my house wasn't plumbed with a drain in the garage. And I'm not about to like saw cut the slab because the wife will get really pissed if I do that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was able to pull that off. And then uh, as far as uh, I'm, I'm going to get Brew Tools uh, just uh, announced a new line of Unitanks that are pretty sophisticated and, and bring a lot of options and just have a lot of potential and extremely high quality like the rest of their gear has so mm -hmm. i think i'm going to be fortunate enough to get one of those for testing here uh, very very soon so th i'm looking forward to that and just i have some other kind of just uh, i don't really i'm not the the best planner on the planet i'll admit <laughs> that's okay <laughs> not everyone can be a planner <laughs> yeah I, I suppose not do you have any special brews planned for the upcoming holiday season or what do you got going on? Uh, the holiday season. So I, I just, we have uh, an American Imperial stout that I brewed with uh, Voss from Lillemond and that one is just about done conditioning. So that's going to get uh, into kegs and cans. Um, so that's kind of my holiday, kind of my uh, our holiday beer. And then I, I'm actually thinking about, uh, trying to make a hard seltzer. Ooh. Uh, I don't, I've only literally had one sip of a, a, a white claw <laughs> and you know, it wasn't something that I would really think I would like to drink, but I just kind of want to try it. And I mean, I'm not going to say that hard seltzers are horrible and they're wrong. I mean, if people want to drink it, it's something you can make yourself. I think that's awesome personally. Yep. So I, I kind of want to try it just, just to try it. And then Obviously, my wife really likes them. Um, so that would be an added know, bonus. Yeah, and if uh, you know, if I was to free up some calories, you know, drinking a few of those, that might not be bad either. I mean, I'm be honest with you. Yeah, I think hard. Uh, the interesting thing with hard seltzers is just not only how many craft breweries now are having a hard seltzer option to cater to more customers, but also like the different flavors you can get in the same hard seltzer by using different ingredients. I think it's exactly. It's really awesome. Yeah. I hope that turns out well for you. If you end up doing it. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to do it. It's just, uh, it's, I, it's got a, I actually got a book from, from somewhere and I, I've actually almost read the whole book, which is unusual for me. Wow. So it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the research is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I know you do a lot of canning and you, I think you also had bottled previously, right? For yeah. Uh, um, so I, uh, I've always gone straight, you know, into kegs, but uh, I definitely did did bottle before. Um, 
but canning in my opinion is where it's at obviously it's kind of a pricey um solution but they're just really cool and convenient and uh yeah but i definitely really like canning yeah we had a home brewer uh question of since you've been canning what is the biggest tip you have for someone who's just getting into canning that's used to either just kegging or doing bottles what's the, your biggest piece of advice for someone who's getting into canning um, well, so canning and, and bottling are, are, are very, very similar, in my opinion. Um, typically, whenever I'm in a can, if it's going to be like long-term packaging, um, so I, I'll always bump up the uh, pressure on, on the keg the, the night before, like uh, up to like, you know, 15, 18 pounds. And then uh, once it's canning time, I'll drop that pressure down very, very low. Uh, I use a, a Blickman beer gun currently, and I'll, I'll just basically uh, – you know, all can that way. Another one is to make sure just like same as bottles, you want to make sure that the cans before you put beer in them are, are as cold as possible. So you don't get a ton of foam. That's a good tip. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. And definitely the beer gun has been astronomically like a success as far as my canning, like what a difference, like having that piece of equipment. Yeah, no, it's just definitely, it's convenient. Um, I, I wish that the well so originally i had the uh, i have a, a a cannular automatic right now i had the, the cannular manual for for like a month and i actually returned it because i was not happy um the big problem with, with the beer gun was that time was my my wife's hand started to get pretty tired um after she'd done like 10 or 15 20 cans and she'd start to get irritated with me <laughs> so now um since we we have the uh, the the, uh, the automatic version it's easy we can just switch off and it, there's there's not much issue. Yeah, Shannon knows all too well about that canning machine. I do. I do. <laughs> we have the, we have this we have the manual right now, yeah. and it's just like once the automated came out, I'm like, God dang! I'm like, gonna get a rubber apron for next time, so I don't get covered. yeah get splashed. <laughs> like what what yeah. happened? Well, I think my biggest problem with it was you know, the splash guard they make is pretty. It's it's decent. Um, I, I wish it was a little bit longer, to be honest, uh, but. I think my only problem with the manual model was that, you know, I wasn't canning like a ton of beer. So every time I, I would go to fill a can, it was the, uh, the first time and I didn't have that muscle memory. So the first couple cans may, uh, you know, rip or something like that, or, or not seem properly. That, that was my biggest pet peeve was if I wanted to use it just to do two beers, it was, it was just a cluster. Yep. Yeah. At least for me. No, I can see that. Yeah, there's definitely like a learning curve with that manual system, and there's just, the amount of operator error is just astronomical. Yeah, like yeah. You could where, burn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine you go through a ton. Whereas mine with the, the the automatic, it's I haven't had a failure yet, and I've run quite a few cans through it. Good to know. Yeah, it's definitely you don't want to burn through your cans either with a can shortage going on. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and you know they're about. They're like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks a box. They're definitely, you know, nothing's cheap. I suppose. Yeah, you don't want to waste them. Exactly. Yeah, so I think uh, that's all we have for you. Uh, do you want to just plug uh, your where are we? Where can everyone find you again? Uh, you guys can. Uh, I can be found on YouTube. Uh, uh, Portly gentleman is the channel's name, as as well as Instagram. That'd be at Portly Gentleman. Great. And I think Shannon was asking before. Now, <laughs> Portly Gentleman, did your wife come up with that? Or was that something you came up with just when you were trying to think of 
you know, your home brewing name. Uh, it's the story's not, not even that glamorous. It's just a Gmail that I had, um, <laughs> that, I, you know, cause you have to have emails for everything. I, I just made it years ago. I've had it forever. Uh, other names that I wanted to use, uh, to, to, to make a YouTube account or, um, uh, an Instagram account weren't available. And mm-hmm. I, I happened to, to have kind of, um, that handle I, I think i used it too on maybe like gaming before I, so i had the handle for a while so i just ran with it and you know here it is it's great yeah. simple <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think it was funny because when we were looking at n- different names and for my home brewing too that my brewing name uh we were i literally had a list of over a hundred different names and just one by one it's like Taken, 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 taken. It was like trying to find my AOL screen name. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. I even got to the point where like, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I was like, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> taken. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like, wow. But uh, yeah, so it was great having you, Bradley. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Double Hoppy. And thank very special thank you to Bradley, our home brewer guest. Yes, and if you'd like to continue this brewing session, you can check us out on all of our social media platforms at Double Hoppy Podcast. And you know, if you're a home brewer brewing up some great IPAs or stouts or something sweet, hit us up on our Instagram if you'd want to come on the show and share it with the world because we are global, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> Feel free to slide into our DMs. Oh, my God. Every time. Slide into our DMs. But, yeah, seriously, do it. And also, make sure you rate and review us and tell us what you think about our show. Yeah, on iTunes or anywhere you listen to us. This has been Double Double Hoppy. Hoppy. Catch Catch you on on the the brew side. side.